Hello. How are you today? How's about a sport or two, mate? Welcome, listeners. I am you, Winton. I hope you're well. I'm not doing so great, actually, because I just worked on a whole program. I was about 18 minutes in. It was all edited. Only had a few more minutes left. And I hit the wrong button. And I didn't save the motherfucker. So now, I have to do it all over again. So if I feel a little bit pissy right now, I feel a little edgy. It's because I'm into my friggin' third hour now. It fucking sucks, man. Must have been meant to be. Maybe I was a little too surly. Maybe I was a little too rough. I'm going to talk a little bit today about... Oh, man, i got to talk about it over again or i got to do something else. Maybe I should just freestyle it. Just go for it. It was a pretty good one. I talked a lot about Chief Self and how he's not really Chief Seattle, but they called it Seattle because... It was easier for them to pronounce. They couldn't hardly spell self. Don't get me wrong. The name Seattle is pretty cool. It's nice. But uh, give them credit where credit's due, man. You're going to name a city after a chief out of a leader. But you're going to go ahead and take their land. And they're going to pass a law called Law Number 5. And what this law basically reads is this. No Indian is allowed to be in the city of Seattle after dusk. Now, even though the Duwamish Indians saved the Euro Whites in 1851 by teaching them how to fish and feeding them fish, wasn't there a story about that, something like that in the Bible, where teach a man how to fish and he'll feed a whole village and save him forever or something? Well, that's essentially what the Indians did for those Euro whites back then. Taught them how to fish with fishing nets. And fishing nets were invented by the Indians. It wasn't a net by today's standards, but they made a net out of bark. Yeah, it's true. Look it up. So they fed them. And then 15 years later, they passed this law. And what comes next will blow your mind, just like it did mine. So for two years, right when they passed this law, right when they passed it, a bunch of supporters went out and they burnt down the Indians' longhouses and potlatch houses. And where the fuck were they supposed to go live? This was the beginning of ethnic cleansing in the Seattle area, okay? So they made criminals out of the Indians. They would lock them up. And anybody that would support the Indians, people who employed them, yeah, they worked. They had jobs. They were trying to live just like any other human being on the planet. And some whites would give them jobs. And some whites would try to support them. Some whites would try to hide them. Are you kidding me? You can't be in town after dark. You can't even... Basically, you can't live in town. Sometimes I'm, I'm at a, a fucking loss for words to describe the emotions and feelings I have about this. This shit makes me feel some kind of way, man. It pisses me off. It, it makes me very, very, very angry that this wasn't taught in the history books. 
it pisses me off that the ignorance of people who are just do 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 walking around Seattle and the surrounding areas, man. 500 years ago, the Indians were living there peacefully. Well, yeah, they had their little skirmishes, but look, they were human. They weren't the savages that the Euro-Americans wanted everybody to believe in 1865. By then, they had already been pretty much assimilated, pretty much turned into what the Euro-Americans wanted them to be. So now, all they're trying to do is survive. And you burn down their homes and tell them, Eat, time for you to go. Can't live in the city. What's wrong with you? And by the way, we're going to go ahead and use your leader's name as our city, but we're going to go ahead and change the pronunciation a little bit. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to call it Seattle because we can't pronounce self the way you Indians do. So now it's Seattle. And bye-bye. Where are they supposed to go? I mean, you'd already burnt their houses down, okay? So they had nowhere to live. And they didn't really have a treaty at the time. So there was no reservation for them to go. And by the way... I'm going to give you the definition of reservation. It means the action of reserving something. But the way they use it in a sentence is this, quote, the reservation of positions for non-Americans, unquote. Non-Americans. Again, this makes me feel some kind of way. Now, how about I just say something like this? How would this go over? Okay, all the non-Americans... All the non-citizens need to be shuffled onto a reservation today, right now. Let's take all them Hispanics that are coming across the border that are non-Americans and put them on a reservation, man. What about all the Europeans and the Russians and the Chinese and Japanese that might be coming over here that are non-American? Put them on a reservation. I mean, come on, man. It's bad enough the Euro-Americans use all kinds of American Indian names for their cities, their towns, their counties, their states, their bridges, whatever. We weren't good enough to walk side by side and make a wonderful country together, but we were good enough for you to use our names. Yeah, I feel some kind of way about that. Kind of irks me a little. Feeling kind of radical right now. I mean, how would it be now if we just went ahead and did, did away with the reservations? The stats show that there are only like 22% of us American Indians living on the reservation. The rest of us are supposedly living in the cities. But where are we? Where are my Indians? I don't see any around. I might see one a week. And that's not very much. According to the Census Bureau, from 2010, there were supposedly 5.2 million of us American Indians in the United States of America. And out of that, 2.9 million only claimed to be American Indian. They aren't papered. You have to be papered, man. You have to be a certain amount of Indian blood to claim your Indian status. Just because your mama said your great-granddaddy was American Indian, that doesn't make you American Indian, okay? You need to have some sort of at least one quarter okay so for those of you out there claiming to be Indian on the uh, census 
you need to stop doing that. It throws everything off. It throws the true population of the American Indians off. So, if you're not papered, don't claim to be American Indian on the census. It's just senseless to do that on the census. Okay? Now, I'm not saying don't be proud of who you are or where you come from. Just, uh, you know, do the right thing. It's kind of like my little sister who wanted to be Indian so her kids could go to school for free. Thought that she was Macaw because that's where she went as a child to go camping out of Neobay. The funny thing is, this little sister never wanted to be an Indian because Indians are dirty. They're no good. She married a Euro-American and she went about her life merrily and happily until she decided that college was a little too expensive. And I would almost bet my life that whenever she did the census, she never once claimed to be American Indian or Alaska Native. She turned her back on her family and never wanted anything to do with any of us for some reason. But that's her business. That's on her now. I wish her all the luck in the world. Many of you American Indians out there are going to be very happy that we all got our voting rights back. Well, at least we did up here in Washington. Apparently the governor went ahead and passed a law so we can uh, all vote, even on the reservations. See, back in the day, down on the reservations, many of the people didn't have a numbered address. Most of them have a P.O. box. And if you have a P.O. box, you can't technically be registered to vote. And when you're an hour away from the voting polls, even getting there was one thing. So you couldn't vote absentee ballot. It's crazy. So now that he's running for president, he wants all the votes he can get. So we passed a law that, yeah, all the Indians on the reservations can vote even if you have a P.O. box. Congratulations to all my fellow American Indians on the reservations. You can now vote for Ingsley, for the President of the United States of America. But that's only if he gets past the primaries. So we can all hope and pray that Mr. Ingsley gets to be at least in the running. My opinion is this. We're probably going to see a female President of the United States of America because that seems to be the the way we're going. And if we have a first female as president, that'll mean we'll have a first gentleman. The first husband of the first female president. Well, that'll be interesting. Will he get to write a book? And will he get to be famous and do the book tour after? It's kind of funny to think about it like that. Because, I don't know if I would want to be the first gentleman in office behind the female president. That might be a little bit uh, emasculating, having your wife as the boss of the United States of America. That would definitely be a topic of discussion at the dinner table, if you know what I'm saying. If my wife was running for presidency, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, babe. You being the president might ruin my reputation as being the breadwinner in this house. So... 
I might have to put the kibosh on that. I might have to say no. As your husband, I'm going to say no. You can't do that. I'm going to say no. No, no, no. And all you people out there that think Pat Man's misogynistic, like I'm a woman hater. No, I'm not. I just wouldn't want my wife to be the president. That's all. I wouldn't want to be second place. I wouldn't want to. We were supposed to be side by side. And if you ever notice, every female, every wife of the president has to walk behind him. So if I'm the husband of the president, does that mean I got to walk behind her? No, I'm not down yet. I'm not down with a female president yet. Sorry, that's just the way I feel. And I hope all you people out there, all you girls and women and even men, don't get butt hurt, but I don't think we're ready for a, a woman president yet. And when it really comes down to it, the first woman president is probably going to be really pissed off about what's been going on for the last couple of years. So they're going to come in and they're going to want to make their statement, make their voice heard. No, we're not ready for that yet. There's going to be all kinds of things going on that us men ain't ready to handle. And I'll be the first one to say, I'm not ready for that yet. The Me Too movement, the LGBT movement, all these movements, it's going to be hell to pay for anybody that has to deal with the wrath and the anger of that. So, once again, it's just my opinion. I don't think that the United States of America is quite ready for a woman president. That's just me. We definitely weren't ready for Hillary, but at the same time, look what we ended up with. We ended up with a president who wanted to shut down the Mexican border because he wants to stop illegal immigration and drugs coming into the U.S. of A. I'm sure one of his people said, whoa, 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 wait a minute there, Don. You can't just shut down the border because you got that in your head that, you know, can't just do that on a whim. It's going to cost billions and billions of dollars and we can't have that. You're going to have to slow your roll a little bit. Take it easy. Back off a little. Just because you said there's no collusion doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want now. And where are those tax returns that we've all been wanting to have a little peek at? Take a little boo, as it were. Let's face it, we all try to get over on the taxes. We try to cheat a little bit. We try to withhold something. No big deal, we all do it. But there must be something very, very important that he doesn't want anybody to see. Oh well, whatever. How about them Seattle Mariners? For all you Mariner fans, they're 9-2. and two. Enjoy it now, because we all know what happens in the end. Sometime around August, they'll start losing and looking pathetic. Pitching will suck. Defense will suck. But while we're, while we're at it, let's just go ahead and enjoy it. Try to get to a game this year. Support the Seattle Mariners, as I always do every year. And they did put a nice ass-whooping on the world champions, Boston. We stomped them pretty good. Took them to task. You ever notice how whenever people are talking about their teams, they always say, we? Yeah, I do it. I'm guilty of it. We took them to task. We whooped them pretty good. I think it's just human nature to feel like we're part of the team, man. That's why we do this. We here in Seattle, 
We love our Seattle Seahawks and our Seattle Mariners. One day we'll have a basketball team too. Anyway, so if you all want to listen to my interview on the Sea Podcasters, go ahead and look it up. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Libsyn. You can find it on Twitter. The interview itself was okay, but I did find out by listening to myself that I say, um, a lot. He would ask me a question, and I would think about the answer for a split second. I would say, um, I do not like that about myself, so I'm going to pay attention to that. A friend of mine just told me, silence is golden, man. You don't want to sound like a tool. He didn't say that, but that's how I feel. I feel like I sounded a little bit like a tool there. But anyway, it's on C Podcasters, S-E-A Podcasters. If you want to check it out, there you go. If you have any questions, you can email me at uwinton.elwa at thetribalbrandpodcast.com. If you all get a chance this week, go ahead and Google the name Allison Johnson. She's the knucklehead down there in Oklahoma that was spray-painting anti-Semitic content onto some buildings and such, gas the Indians, Nazi signs, anti-Jewish stuff. Are you kidding me? What a knucklehead. And then some people wrote that she's a Trump supporter. I don't care if she's a supporter of Trump. I mean, how ridiculous and idiotic do you have to be to run around with a spray paint can, writing all these stupid, idiotic things just to get some attention. I think somebody like that must be a little bit touched mentally to do something like that. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just senseless. Anyway, look that up. She's pretty stupid. She shouldn't be charged with hate crimes. She should just be charged with being stupid. Put her in jail for being stupid. Yeah, I said it. Take a look at her mugshot. She looks all sad and pathetic and, oh, I didn't mean to do anything wrong. Those big old sad puppy dog eyes. But ain't that how it always goes? Keep doing the crime till you get caught and then you put on the sad face and the, I'll promise to never do it again, I swear, Your Honor. I promise. Get all kinds of community service and a mental evaluation and she'll probably be found a little bit touched and, you know, wah. You might call me kooky, but I have no empathy or do I feel any sadness for people like that. I just don't. It's not in me. Anti-Semitism is everywhere. Look around. It's everywhere. Will they make an example out of this individual? Possibly. Maybe they should. But anti-Semitic people are everywhere. It's in all of us. Most of us have enough sense not to say anything. But all of us has just a little bit of prejudice in them for many different reasons. But we do. We're human. It's okay. It's okay. It's not going to be the end of the world. You all have yourself a great week. I am Winton, and this has been the Tribal Brand Podcast. Peace.